0: Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your
1: first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house flipping coach, Debbie DeVere.
0: Hey, how's it going today? We are going to introduce you to one of our flip sisters in the Atlanta area and her name's Kimberly. She has been a stay-at-home mom for the last eight years. She has three young children and she recently made $55,000 profit on her first flip in about four months. So she's going to walk us through that She's going to talk to us about some of her fears and the areas where she did some learning and growing throughout her first flip. By the way, she's purchased three flips uh, within the first six months of joining our program. So she is a doer. Listen to what she has to say because she's out there doing it. She's chasing time freedom. Ultimately, that's what she wants. She wants to be able to spend more time with her family. This is such a great conversation. She walks us through how she found the deal, how she financed it, any issues that came up, and what she thought about the mindset side of things. Yeah, we're going there. And her two biggest lessons, her two biggest takeaways that she wants listeners to get are so dead on. All right, let's get into this conversation with Kimberly. Uh, okay, cool. You want to start with introducing yourself and letting us know a little bit about you, who you are, where you are, if you're working currently, what you do in the world, that sort of thing?
1: Sure. So my name is Kimberly. Um, I live in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, northwest a town called Ackworth. Um, born and raised here. I've done a couple stints um elsewhere in Florida and New York. Um, but for the most part, South is home. Um I have a great family. Um been married just celebrated 12 years. Wow, congrats. <laughs> um and then we got three little ones. Um Aww. My- Um, oldest is seven I have um, a six-year-old daughter um, and then a three-year-old daughter I yeah they're my my middle actually has special needs and feels like two kids in one (laughs) which is a a blessing huge blessing but yeah so prior to this current life I'm living of being a mom and a wife I um, worked for Marriott Hotels uh, for about 10 years um, doing uh, sales and special events I loved it um but just once we started having kids decided to step back from that role and I had been staying at home um completely for 6 years um and then in 2019 uh decided to get my real estate license uh for the purpose of investing like my husband and I were going to focus on investment properties and after just buying and selling one home realized how much we could save <laughs> by having our like having a license in the household. And so uh to be honest, I jumped into the real estate world um with uh you know the I thought I was going to do investing um but then I went to my first couple of real estate meetings at my broker and I was like, "Man, I, you know, I knew from my past with Marriott like I enjoyed sales, I was good at it." And um And so within like a month, I was like, I'm just going to focus on like, you know, finding buyers and sellers and really doing real estate from that side. And, you know, they promise you that it's really flexible.
0: It's like living the dream. You're in full control of everything.
1: Yeah, It's really great for a stay at home mom. (laughs) Um, And it's really not.
0: Oh, it's so time intensive. Because if you don't drop everything to go show that person that property right then, they will find somebody who will.
1: Yes, that is true. That is very true. Um, So anyways, after doing that for a couple of years, um, we were like, oh, not working. Let's shift back to the investment, you know, what we were originally thinking. And I had just started asking questions around my um, offices and other realtors and connected with a handful of people that were doing investment. What I was looking for was someone to, mentor me. I was like, I want to follow in your footsteps. I want to do what you're doing. And I just couldn't find, um, what I was looking for It was also all men that I was talking to super nice, you know, but busy, like really busy. So yeah, one night, probably a year and a half ago, I was Google searching at like midnight for women who flip houses. And I uh, came across your group and started listening to the podcast. I think I got through almost all of them in like a weekend.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You binged it. It's yeah. awesome.
1: But also I'll say this. So my past with Marriott, I worked for um some of the more luxury brand properties and just had a strong passion for the customer service that they brought to the table. I really appreciated and and respected the level of detail that they had. And so when I was searching for A mentor program—that's what I was looking for. I I was like, I don't. It's not just about the money. Like, I want to be bringing like a level of service and quality product to the table that I feel really good about. So, and it—and props to my husband because I kept searching and searching, and he was like, "It's out there. I know it's out there." Keep looking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. So that brings me to flipping houses. That's how you're here
0: that's why yes. we're talking today.
1: That is. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that, uh,
0: your husband is supportive. That's always great to hear. It,
1: he is, he, he is. You'll find as I share, he's the one that continues pushing me out of the nest. And I need that.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so great. Cause you know, there's oftentimes that's not what we hear. Yes. We hear that, yes. that that spouse is really like, fighting tooth and nail like no this is a bad idea no you shouldn't do this you know it's like yes well, life's hard
1: enough man <laughs> like be in my corner be in my yeah, corner absolutely well yeah and i my husband is a wealth advisor um and so he knows the value of real estate investing <laughs> um and he's like i'm encouraging my clients to do this like we need to be doing this on our own so that's yep. awesome.
0: That's that's really good to hear that wealth advisors <laughs> advise for it. Yes. Yeah. Huge piece of the portfolio. Yep. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Yeah. That's yep. really good to hear. Okay. So you recently sold your first flip.
1: I did. Um, I sold my first flip in March, uh, March 29th sold my first, bought my second on March 30th.
0: So that's right. (laughs) Okay. So let's go. Let's, so walk us through the first flip. How did you, well, first of all, when did you buy that one?
1: So I closed on that November 28th. Okay. Oh, wow.
0: So almost four months to the day. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So November 28th. And how did you find it?
1: I found it off of the MLS. Okay. um, all of the properties I started making offers on um uh, once I had gotten through um some of my training were on MLS properties. And um I orig- it that was originally on the market for 450. I put an offer in for 350. <laughs> um and just um they, you know, didn't accept it, but they did reach out and the agent was really great and just touched base. And then, like every two weeks, they continued to lower their price on the MLS, and I just would reach back out to them and say, "Hey, I'm still interested." And um, so we didn't come to an agreement till the beginning of November. So it was a you know slow process. In the midst of you know, I'm still making other offers, but yeah, um, but yeah, so closed.
0: Okay. Yeah, what did you end up buying it for? So I got it for three fifty. <laughs> That's awesome. See, like yeah. that just right there, there's there's a huge less, two huge lessons already. One, you gotta make offers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you're out there making offers. Yes. It doesn't work without making offers. Yes. And then two, you're making your offer. Yeah. Doesn't yes. matter what the asking price is. That's just yes. a number. So yes. it just because you're hundred k under their asking price doesn't mean you're wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, it's so true. And I think the kicker for me was that I had walked another property previously and I didn't make an offer on it because I thought my offer was going to be too low. Kept watching it on MLS. And then I saw it close below what my offer was going to be at. And it's like, yeah. Uh, but so then I just started I'm like, well, I'm going to make offers. <laughs> yeah. Forget it.
0: Forget it. I'm just making offers. It's not, it's not lowballing, right? Because I hate that term lowballing. Yeah. It's based on data. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not, it's based on data. We're not just randomly throwing a a hundred grand less than asking price offer just to do it. That's just where it landed on that one.
1: Yes. And I think I was like representing, I was representing myself as an agent. Like I did with each offer that I put in, I just said, Hey, I'm a new investor. Like this is where my numbers coming from. Like, mm-hmm. Cause I knew as an agent, how it can be a little bit offensive at times to get like a feels like a slap in the face offer, but I felt like by being friendly and having some data to back it up, it was like, okay, this is exactly, a, people can't exactly. really argue with it.
0: You can't, you can't argue with the facts. So yeah, yeah, presenting the data is, is huge and it's, they can do with it what they want. And it, it doesn't just, if they say no, oh, well it's, you're yeah. not being rejected. There's nothing right. personal. Uh, It just doesn't match what they need until they do. And they come back and they say, Hey, (laughs) about that offer. (laughs) Yes. How long? Okay. So when did you make that first offer on that property?
1: I put in the first offer in July. Yeah. So I just kept following up for, what is that? Almost three months. (laughs) Yeah. Four months. Four months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't close till the end of November. So yeah, July, August, September, October. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, make your offer, stick to it, and follow up. Yes, love yes. it. So much goodness there. Okay, so how did you finance the the purchase and uh, the renovations?
1: Yep. Uh, so I ended up going with um, all private money, nice. and I had interviewed several hard money lenders. Like I knew um, those like numbers and things and again this is where my sweet husband jumps in is that he sees me like crunching the numbers one day and i'm like you know think you know trying to decide what hard money lenders and he was like before you go with a hard money lender that's a total stranger he's like we have to present these options to our families you know he's like it's too good of a return to not get people we love involved which ironically like i was really nervous about i I felt more comfortable and less vulnerable going to strangers. I love it. This is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yes. So we ended up going with um, one private um, money lender for the purchase and then one for the renovation. Uh, For the renovation, we did a straight return, Mm -hmm. 10%. And then for the um, purchase, we did a profit share.
0: Got it. So... What's really cool there is what what we say so often, we try to remind uh, people so often is, and your husband nailed it, right? How can we not offer this opportunity to people we know and love when it's that great of a return versus oh my God, it feels really scary to offer it to them and I'm asking for help and I don't want it to be weird. And it's like, no, you're giving them a 10% return on their money. If not greater, you can't do that. You can't find that within a few
1: months. You cannot find that anymore. Yeah. No, that was, he was like, I do, I do that for a living. (laughs) He was like telling you, he's like a better return than, you know, especially looking at the timeline. So yeah. And there's an asset. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, just to be honest, it's also like I found now I'm like, man, it's also, I got to skip all the paperwork of like the hard money things. So I'm even like willing to pay a little bit more for that now. I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a benefit to me too in it. So
0: speed, right? Yeah. You can be quicker, more nimble, having that money up front versus doing a draw request and waiting for it. Yeah, totally. I love private money for the re- rehab for sure. At the minimum. Okay. Awesome. All right, so going into it, okay, so you paid 350. What were you anticipating the renovations to come in at?
1: Uh so I was wanting to keep my renovations at 85,000 um and so I walked four contractors um whenever I was under contract and two of them ironically didn't get back to me, which is shocking. like it just blows my mind. But then both of them and I told him everything I wanted. I was like this is my first. I was really honest up front with both of them like this is my first house they we're doing. This is every I have no idea how much stuff costs, so I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> and um yeah, so got the bids back from them. One of them was at 100,000 and one of them was at 115. Mm-hmm. And so um went back and Asked both of them if they could revise their quote. Like I just said, if I take this out, this out, this out, like what how do we get to 85? That's what I need to be at. And so one of them said, I, I really I don't do anything less than 100,000 Um, he was like, It's just not, which you know, that's fine. I always appreciated his honesty. Yeah. And so then the other one who I was more familiar with because I had um my brother had used him on his house and um so i knew the work he had done he said um he was like yeah we can take out a couple things get you to 85 nice. and so i will say on that front though so he starts run he's literally demoing like the day i'm signing the papers um and then like a week or two later i go in and one of the things that i had taken out of my original request uh. was to um take a wall out and like open up the space. Um, cause he, you know, told me he's going to have to add a support beam and just the cost. And right. Anyways. So I go in and the, the wall is gone (laughs) and he was there and I was like, Oh my gosh, I said, I told you, I don't have the money for this. Oh no. And he was like, Miss Kimberly, he said, I've seen your numbers. And I had, I had sent him my spreadsheet and like my, um, you know, proposed ARV and things. And he was like, you're just, he's like, you're way, way, way too low. Um, and he said, I'm jumping in with you. And he said, I'm doing all you asked for to begin with. And if you sell over a certain price, then you can pay me the extra 15,000. Um, interesting. So, yeah. So that's what we did. And, you know, did he get the he- extra 15k? <laughs> he did. Yeah. So we, um, nice. picked- at a price that we would get over and we went well over that. And so, yeah, so it was good. Uh, Were there
0: any issues along the way? I was trying to remember like you posting any issues or anything with contractors or surprises. And I, I don't no. remember anything. We
1: didn't. And I have to say that, like, that's one of my mindset pieces that I worked on throughout the project is that it went so well. And I, almost kind of felt guilty for that. That's weird to say, but like you see all these shows and you even being in the group and talking to other women that are having, you know, some crisis during their flips and, um, it just went really, really well. And that's okay. Yeah.
0: I get the guilty thing. It's okay for it to go. Okay. It's okay for it to not be difficult. It's okay. And, and even sometimes when uh, things do come up, you know, especially more exposure to it, it's like, oh, that's no thing. Whereas, you know, at, start, at the start, it might be like, oh my God, this is such a big deal. But like, yes. then when you get into it, it's like, it's actually not a big deal. Like, it's going to be fine. So, but yeah, I get that whole, mm, that was a little bit too easy. Like, <laughs> right. Like, oh God, waiting for the other shoe to drop, that whole foreboding joy that uh, yeah. Brene Brown talks about. Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: But yes. Yeah, so everything I mean, the only I'd say that we did end up having to replace all the electrical. Um, but he was still able to be in budget to do that. Um, because we had opened up the walls so much that he was like, it's not difficult for me to get in there and do it. Um so yeah, so it went went really good.
0: Okay, so it, it the rehab budget was 85. It ended up being a hundred because he did some extra stuff but you wouldn't have had to have paid it if he didn't hit a certain number uh, or if the sales sales price didn't hit a certain number. Okay, cool. How long was, how long between you buying the property um, and you putting it on the MLS for sale?
1: It was 11 weeks, I think. Wow. That's
0: fantastic for that budget. Like that's great. Yeah. Yeah. He was really fast. That's great. And then Okay, so when you bought the property, what were you projecting based on data at the time the ARV to be?
1: Okay. That's a great question and my answer is entertaining. <laughs> so, when I was running my numbers, like when I was doing the analyzing um, on not just this property but a lot of properties, I just I was not trusting the ARVs and I was putting my ARVs in really really low. Mm-hmm and therefore then my offers were really 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 low. I had put my ARV for this particular property as 490 despite the fact that like all the I had probably five comps that would support 550. It will probably continue to always be a learning for me of like trust the ARV, like trust the data, trust the comps, and um, but that's the piece that feels so personal and emotional. It's easy to, you know, the purchase price and the renovations and all of that. Like uh, I don't get as emotional about, but
0: mm-hmm. I, get AR-
1: I get, that I get that.
0: Okay, so you went went into it with four hundred and ninety being your ARV. What did you list it for when you went to sell it?
1: We listed it at
0: 550.
1: Okay. You know what all the original ARVs <laughs> <laughs> um, supported. Uh-huh. We sold at 540.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You went under contract
1: quickly. Yeah. Yes. And so we went under contract in three days, I think. Um, and a lesson learned for me on that, not that I feel like I would have done anything different this first time, but maybe moving forward is that I went on the market over a school holiday here mm-hmm. and a very, very rainy weekend. And I accepted the first offer that I got. And then I had like two backup offers at full price after you know people kept seeing it for that first week that they were in due diligence. So yeah, so learning lesson in that stuff like bird in hand, amen. Amen. Is <laughs> amen. So, I
0: have, yeah, I have friends who can leave properties on the market for months because they're gonna get that price and they know they're gonna get it and they're just gonna wait. That makes me want to hurl, yeah. <laughs> it stresses me out so badly mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I that's yeah. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's work. Let's work on this. And it's like, dang it. <laughs>
1: yes. But I get but that. also like every day you're on the, like every day cost money. And so that I'm like, if even if I make, and this this person that I had the offer from also was paying all closing costs. So mm. I'm like, I might get a full offer, but then have to pay closing costs. And then I'm about it the same. <laughs>
0: right, exactly, so, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I get
0: that. I totally get that. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, so bought it for three fifty, put a hundred k into it. Yes, under. And put it on the market for five fifty. It sold for five forty. What ended up being the profit?
1: About fifty thousand. So uh, fifty thousand, I think.
0: Fifty five total. Uh huh. Got it. That's awesome. That's huge. That's your ten percent.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. All that. the numbers that you promised would work. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to figure out for myself.
0: <laughs> $55,000 profit in about four months time. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And I will add that, like I just for any other listeners that I ultimately am a stay at home mom. Like I, my kid's. Are in school. My youngest is in preschool. So I have maybe like 15 hours a week to like devote to this. Not that even all 15 of those hours go to this. I'm volunteering at school and I'm, you know, sure. so yeah, it can be done.
0: It can be done. Absolutely. We all have things going on. Like don't put it off. Stop putting things off that you yeah. want to do. Stop doing that. Yes. That is awesome. Okay. What did you learn about yourself throughout this process?
1: So um man, ah, uh, so much. Like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing I learned, and it was a hard thing for me to learn, was that like I got into this because of the flexibility it provided with my family. But and after being a stay-at-home mom for, you know, six years, like I realized while well, like, what I just said is true, this can be done. And almost no time in a week. If you just do what you need to do, Mm -hmm. like I want to work. And, and so I think that was probably like, as my husband and I wrestled over the last, you know, couple months of like, I want to have more time to devote to this. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm a bad mom. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm greedy. Like it just, it's, it's good for my soul. And and that's good and that's yeah. you know healthy and yes. um and so i think that's been like the biggest thing of like mm-hmm. it's okay like to want to work like yeah and and i'm better for it so yeah
0: that's huge i don't think anybody shared that in that way yeah. before i think yeah. that's really huge yeah again it's it's okay it's okay. It's okay. That the, your first flip wasn't a struggle. It's okay. That you want that you enjoy and want to work. It's okay. That you want something that isn't, you know, 24 or seven around the kids. It's okay. Yeah. But, but I get why you're, why you say that because society, right? It's like, Oh yeah, you, you are so lucky that you get to be around your kids 24 seven. Sure. Yeah. But dang, man, it's also nice to have an identity separate.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like 100% that is um, yeah. It, it's so interesting. Cause I did listen to so many of your podcasts and so many people in the group who are working like such rigorous jobs and, and this is an outlet for them to step away from that. And, and I was, I was coming at it from a a little bit different mindset of like, I still want to be flexible, but I also want to have work to do. And I posted a little bit ago on the group and, um, that the thing I'm still working on in the learning lesson is that because it is so flexible can be easy to constantly put it on the back burner. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, okay, I, I was volunteering at the kid's school three days a week and I was, you know, going to coffee with friends and, and all of those things are great. But like, if you also want to grow your business, you have to be sitting down and putting (laughs) time into your business.
0: (laughs) Yes. How are you going to do that? Are you going to time block or what are you going to do?
1: Yes. Time block. Um, and then moving next school year, we, got some extra childcare help. Um, and so, yeah, so I, the way I kind of set it up was that I just, actually this morning, I just closed on my third, um, property. And so I kind of wanted to have those in motion for the summer, um, because the finding the properties takes the longest
0: for me. You've literally found three in a few (laughs) months. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. We are so funny. We're like, oh gosh, it's like
1: contract writing. And, uh, you know, but uh-huh. um, I gotcha. But so I wanted to kind of, I knew that I can, I can balance my kids more when I'm on the, you know, reno side of things, they can come yeah. with me, in the properties, they can be there while the GC is there and things. So yeah. I wanted to have that set up going into the summer.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's a fantastic first flip. Those are awesome lessons that you've shared like this is such a great podcast. Oh thanks. I want to touch briefly on the other two. So you bought your second one the day after you sold your first one. did you also find that on the MLS? I did. I found so that one on the MLS. I love that you just make offers like if there's any message that anybody takes away, I want you to take two things away from this call from this podcast. I want you to take <laughs> away it's okay. However it unfolds, it's okay whatever you want, it's okay. And then B
1: make offers, just go make offers. Yes. Make offers, make offers, make offers. And yeah, so that I started making offers when I listed my first. So I knew that I'd have about 30, 45 days. Um, so I started making offers when I listed my first one and went under contract that next day. Lesson learned again, to anyone. So I hadn't failed to set up a bank account for my LLC. Even though you said to do it, um, <laughs> detail, you know, we don't always listen. Um, and I had failed to set up an LLC. It was a bank account for my LLC. So when I got my check for, um, closing on the first house, I could not deposit it. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So go set up your bank accounts. <laughs> set up
0: your bank <laughs> account.
1: Because <laughs> it ended up being a huge hassle because like, I'm needing to pay my investors back. I'm needing to pay my contractors extra money. I'm needing money to close on my right. bank. <laughs> like, oh, that's so.
0: hilarious. Yeah, right.
1: So set up a bank account. <laughs> set it up. Um, but yeah, but I found that one on the MLS and, it had been another investor had it and had it had been on the MLS for about a year.
0: got that one. You just made an offer.
1: Made an offer. Yeah. And this time I was actually pretty close to the list price. He had continued to lower it like over the past year. Um, So I ended up being pretty close to list price. And, but also I think people were shying away from it. Like, because it was a total gut job. Like it was, it just, it needed a lot of work. Um, And so I think that, you know, people, even other investors were just shying away from that.
0: Yeah. I like those. Yeah. I like those that people shy away from. It's like, okay, awesome. Cool. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, and I learned from my contractor, he was like, honestly, Kimberly, he was like, I can do more for less because when everything's open, yes, it's easier. Yes. And that was a huge, huge eye-opener. That's what
0: I'm telling you guys. Yes. It's easier. I promise. Yeah. I promise it's easier. I know it feels bigger and scarier, but it's, it's so much easier. Those cosmetic ones are so sneaky for me sometimes. Yeah. Okay. And then, so that one's been going a couple, maybe a month and a half now. How's that moving? Is that moving
1: along? It is. Yes. So, um, it is kitchen is in bathrooms are done. The windows were getting installed today. Um, so we concrete's getting poured. like we're redoing the driveway and that's getting done next week. So I'm probably four weeks away from listing that. I think.
0: Nice. Okay. And then you, what did you just
1: say? You just bought number three. I closed on the third one this morning. Oh, just (laughs) this morning. Congrats. Um, again, I just want to give a shout out to my husband because I was analyzing these numbers on this third one last week and I was I, like my ARV, I was just going way, way, way too low. And he was like, let me see your comps. <laughs> and so, yeah. So pulled the trigger. And that one I got from a wholesaler. Nice. Oh, good. Which I was really nervous about. I will be honest. I was nervous about working with the wholesaler. I don't know why that actually, they're not scary. And it was a great experience.
0: What were you worried about?
1: Um, I think I was worried. Well, I was, I was maybe not worried, but I was not familiar with the process of like assignment versus like double closing. And I was worried about additional expenses that I, you know, I'm, I'm really familiar with like an MLS closing or conventional so I was worried about being caught off guard by things I couldn't plan for.
0: Got it. Yeah. And it was okay.
1: It was. Yeah. So we ended up doing an assignment. I was from, is it new Western? Yeah. Yep. Oh,
0: and they did an assignment, not a double closing.
1: They did, which I, again, I did not know that that was a big deal, but after doing it, I'm like, Oh, that did save me. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. (laughs) I wonder why they chose that route. That's really interesting. They usually do double closing.
1: So I asked again, it just goes back to never hurts to ask because they were pretty dead set on the double closing. And I kept trying to negotiate down on my price. Really my negotiating was only coming down to like five or $6,000. And um, she was like, let me just see if we can do an assignment. I know this guy he might work with us just to get it off his hands. And so, yeah. Nice. You just asked, <laughs> Yeah, just ask. <laughs> I love it,
0: man. You're doing it. You're just doing it. Are you having fun?
1: I am. I'm really enjoying it. And, and I have to say that as well. Like another learning for me is that, you know, gosh, it just your program is really, really good in terms of the mindset. You say it all the time, and like I realized like the negative self-talk, like we just have a lot of negative self-talk. And one of the things that I was doing was like a lot of people, naturally so I think were asking me, like, well, couldn't you save more money if you um did the work yourself? And like, um, have you ever thought about putting you know, the elbow grease in and like just getting in there? And and so I kind of started talking. Or or making myself feel like, well, I'm not really flipping houses because I'm not the one, doing the work. Like I'm not lifting a hammer and knocking out walls. And and it was I brought that I think to your group, to the Facebook group, and I think it was Sis that was like, stay in your lane. Like you're really good at sourcing. You're really organized, and um, you've got your spreadsheets. um, You know, and so just realizing like the value I was bringing to the table. Like I don't have to be doing. I am doing work. (laughs) It is really important. Nobody, these contractors wouldn't have a job if I wasn't doing it, you know, like, absolutely. So, yeah. So I'd say that that was just a huge mindset shift of like talking to myself more positively of like, I am doing this. It might look different than what some people think about when you say you're flipping houses, but I'm doing it.
0: Interesting. So also what I would add is if you're, they're physically doing the work you've given yourself a job and it doesn't meet what you said you want you want the time freedom you want to be able to do this and not be tied to it you can't do that and also have to do the work in order for the thing to get done
1: yes absolutely
0: a hundred percent yeah I think honestly so when whenever anybody says something like anything to us it's it's coming from their own stuff, right? Whatever it is they're saying, whether it's positive or negative or in right. in between, it's based on their own experiences and their own stuff and their own, like what's going on in here. Yeah. And so a lot of people are trained to be employees. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. trained to be business owners. So we think, oh, we have to do the thing, go do the thing. Never. I know like that's not at all. I don't want to have to, I want to actually enjoy being a business owner and not having to be there 24 seven. So I think it's yes. an interesting, um, it's interesting that, that you were having that and that people were kind of saying things like that. It's interesting. It's about them. It's not about you. Yeah. But I get it. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I have, and it's funny because on the flip side, my husband, when I was like, well, well let's get back into the investing. He goes, here's the deal. He said, "I want us to invest. I want us to do houses. I never want to lift a finger." Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And let's employ people, and let's yes. let them yes. them do what they love to do, and they can get paid for it, and everybody's yes. happy. <laughs> yes,
1: and I have to say, like that has been also a, a learning is that like I would rather delegate. So like I hire a stager, I, I will gladly pay the gc fee instead of having to manage contract subcontractors like just for me and where i'm at right now like those are the decisions that make the most sense for our family um and does it like not every not all savings and profit is like dollars like oh for sure and and so like Saving on my sanity and
0: <laughs> sanity and time and energy and absolutely, yes, hundred percent. So, such yeah. a good, such a good reminder. There, it is not just money. Yeah, mm. so, such yeah. good stuff. Oh, this has been so, so good. You. Yeah was was there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure uh, to get in?
1: No, I think that that was pretty much it. And I just. Yeah, it's saying that I know from listening to your podcast and from being on the Facebook group, like we touched on this at the beginning, but like so many of us are afraid to chat with our closest people about this. And um, yeah, just another voice in the crowd saying, I was afraid of those same things. Like I was super nervous to tell my parents, my in laws, and um, my siblings. And it's like, you'd be shocked like they're your biggest i mean not only biggest investors but biggest supporters and and it's been fun like it's been something that's kind of like my dad it's awesome he comes out with me to see houses and i love it it's fun yeah so yeah so it is good usually it doesn't
0: go the way we think it's going to go when we expect bad you know um expect bad feedback or expect push back on something. Sometimes it does, but it usually doesn't. We usually build it up in our heads to be something that it just doesn't end up being.
1: So true. So true. But I really do I appreciate your group. I the I will reiterate like the mindset piece of it is and I'll tell you what got me first is that the mindset piece um in one of the lessons was on like what are your thoughts on money. Yes. How do you think about money and and that was probably like the first like ding 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 in my head and I was like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> yes
0: it's important we hear things growing up money doesn't grow on trees what are we doing air conditioning the entire neighborhood mm-hmm. you know like things about scarcity and lack and and not like that that's what we hear and so right. it soaks in mm-hmm. everything is mindset everything comes back to mindset, everything, everything, everything.
1: And I, I will be the first to admit, I may continue, like I, I shared in the group, but like, I'm like, it doesn't come natural to me. Like yeah, reading, you know, positivity books, and, you know, those don't come natural to me, but also knowing that it is a muscle and you can work on it. And, um, it has been huge. So Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for creating that space. Thank you for being an answer to like what I was looking for. And um, yeah, it's been really positive. Thank
0: you. Thank you for those kind words. Thanks for being a part of it. And thank you for engaging. It really is such a great space because we all co-create it. And the things that you add to the group, somebody benefits from. You get comments and likes and all of that, but you also have people's eyes on it and you don't even know you're impacting them. Yeah. uh, Because they don't like or comment or anything. They're lurking. So you're you're making an impact and we appreciate your engagement in the group. You're awesome.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, you're killing it, girl. You're making smart choices and you've got a good guy in your corner there. So that's awesome.
1: Data and spreadsheets. Data and spreadsheets. Exactly. It's so fun. So fun. And make offers
0: <laughs> and make offers and make offers period End a story. Awesome. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Kimberly. It was really enjoyable. I loved connecting with just you one-on-one and getting to know you better.
1: Me too. Thank you so much, Debbie. You have a wonderful day and I will be in touch. See you in the group.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Loved it. So good. I mean, really just so many great little morsels of truth. And your honesty and your transparency are just super inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing part of your story with us, Kimberly. All right. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a busy working mom, if you're a whatever you are and you want to be chasing this dream, but you don't think you can, that's all in your head. Those are stories you're telling yourself. Of course you can. We always have time for things that are really important to us. Check that. Okay. All right. So if you want our help, this is exactly what we do. We help women go from, I have no clue what I'm doing to, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just flipped my first house. If you want to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, go to herfirstflip.com, fill out an application, and then schedule a call with our team. Okay. Until next time. Go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them, and make it a great day. Bye, y'all.